Calling out all my nerds, freaks, and geeks. It's mob time. Don't chew me, cause the showtime. Go ahead and call the gang up for the one time. Rap food rhymes, got them on the line. And my life's still great, I'm doing just fine. Hands up. What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Blur Mob, your hub for all things black and nerdy. I'm your host, Foop, joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Ralph. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob. And if you Quidditch players are watching us on YouTube, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, share it with a friend, and shout out to our host, Foop, for Give me this lovely Ravenclaw Quidditch Captain hoodie. You know what I'm saying? She's the best gift giver out there in the World Wide Web and podcast industry. And I wanted to give her my appreciation and my gratitude. You do a whole lot. For what? (laughs) (laughs) It's provocative. But we are back with episode 39 of the Blurred Mob podcast. Other than Ryan getting a very lovely hoodie. What have y'all been up to? Um, honestly, just been watching One Piece live action. Uh, been enjoying that. Um, that's been pretty good. But we're gonna be talking about that, you know, a little bit later. So I'm gonna hold as much comments about that as possible. Yeah. By the time you you hear this episode, we have already would have already done our live stream mob review of the One Piece live action. So, um, check that out. Um, listen to our thoughts. Leave a comment. Let us know how you felt. Mm-hmm. Um, Maya and I've been chilling. I, I got some grills. I got some grills. Hold on, hold on. What you I got, got now? Quite a few. That's what I'm saying. Some Tokyo Ghoul pops. Oh, is that yeah. when you said you went to that comic book store and they had them? Yeah, these are these are these are these been vaulted for a minute. These are vaulted for a minute. I hate the new Tokyo Okay, Google so what pops. does what does vaulted mean for Funko? Vaulted Pop? means they're no longer producing them, okay. like at all. So once something's officially vaulted, you know the value skyrockets if it's a popular brand, and you know that pretty much you're only going to get what's out there in the world currently. So you're completely forced into the resale market. Gotcha. Okay. Like quite a bit of my Funkos are vaulted now, and a lot of them I did buy at retail. Um, these are actually pretty close to retail, but yeah, um, and grails are basically, you know, high end vaulted items that are like rare to find. And these are pretty rare. Okay. Okay. So I'm proud of that. What you been on though? Nothing. Um, we just reached year two of the Blurred Mob podcast being in production. So mm-hmm. just been feeling the aster of like how we've came from starting in 2021 all the way to where we're up to now. So it's kind of like, well, I did want to reach out to you guys and see, you know, how's been your journey? How have you guys feeling about year two of the Blurred Mob? Kind of moved by fast, honestly. Yeah. Like, once I realized, like, oh, it has been two years. Oh, shoot. Go back and look at our old stuff. Some of the stuff we talked about in the past episodes from, like, a year ago is still relevant. We're going to get into that later. But um, <laughs> seeing how the graphics to modernize, shout out to the graphics team. You know, Ralph's on that team as well. Like, y'all been doing fire. The video editing processes have gotten better as well on the video team. Like, it's looking good. We done came a long way. Yeah. What about you, Ralph? 
honestly, it's been really good. I've been enjoying myself, um, being able to express my creativity, like Ryan has said. Um, that's been fun. Uh, constantly making the graphics better and better, trying to figure out ways to, you know, stand out, appeal to, you know, our crowd, the people that watch us, the people that listen, things like that. So it's been fun being able to hang out with you guys. This is pretty much like a normal conversation for us. Any of these topics that we bring, we can talk about freely. Mm-hmm. So we it's I've it's been it's been a lovely second year. Um, I'm very glad to be able to get my moment of Puss in Boots being. A good movie. I loved that <laughs> so much. I loved it so much. Like that was that was that's okay, the icing. History. <laughs> like that, Ralph, yes. Ralph that said, was a I'm taking that W. <laughs> yeah, I was I was the real fans that to recognize. <laughs> Only real friends. If you know, you know. Puss and boost. and boost too. If you know, you know. Yes. <laughs> but nah, like. I definitely agree with both of you guys because, like, starting in 2021, it was, like, it was the three of us, but it wasn't on, like, the level as this. And just to see the way that we've grown, like, the way that we've, you know, formulated the podcast, the way that we've moved into these different segments, the way that as we grow with the content, the content has been growing with us, like, the way our graphics look different, videos, things like that. I also want to just shout out to the fact of like us being noticed, you know, me and Ron was talking about this offline, like shout out to people like Sage, Boogie, Room Full of Blurs, Blurs Eye View, like people who checked out our content, had no stake in the game and just checked out our content and like really like mess with us on the level for us to like build those connections. Um, definitely shout out like a couple weeks ago, we were on party chat podcast with Christine, uh, Chelsea, like major shout out to like everything that we've been involved in and getting into and just really moving into like this content creation world. Like to do that in two years, we're in a industry, like everybody's doing podcasts, everybody's doing content creation. Everybody's trying to make that one big video and go viral. Mm Mm-hmm. So like to be a to be at where we are now in two years versus from where we started, I I would say big ups to us, like really. Oh y'all not gonna clap? Dang, celebrate! You know, chill. <laughs> 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 Energy. I Come mean, that was my big speech. So I was just expecting it to be like you know. I wasn't gonna say nothing yeah, that entire time. <laughs> like something. Now he barking in the microphone. <laughs> right. <laughs> like something get hype. Two years. The- nah, for real. Like when Ryan said it doesn't even feel like two years. For me, it honestly feels like it's been longer. Like, hmm. not like short span. Hmm. Like time's been moving so fast. It's two years. It's really just feel like, dang, it's two years. I, but but I just feel like it's because we went through so many changes. Like we've changed the way, like all of the changes and the, everything that we've integrated into the podcast, how we've mm-hmm. like grown the group from three members to five members and the way that we have everything, like we have a lot of stuff locked down and yeah. it just feels like something that should take a couple more years, but we did it in two. Yeah. The funny thing is like when you look through our backlog, like, 
just figure, just looking back at even how mob reviews got started, how versus Tuesday got started, mm-hmm. even our mobs monthly, where that started it. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that we look at some of our very old content, forget just the change in graphics, just in the way that we did things. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's, yeah. it's been a like lot of progress. Can, you can definitely see the evolution of mm-hmm. it, and you can definitely see that you know we're taking the time to build out the content and it's not just us sitting down in front of a microphone every two weeks and uploading a video mm-hmm. right if Can anything be... that's if anything that's the easy part because we be we be working in the background we be working in the background and i feel like we got many more years to go as long as you know we keep we keep it pushing keep making up these good ideas and like what Ralph touched on heavily, as long as this continues to feel like a genuine conversation between friends, we got it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Cause we was going to talk about this stuff regardless. That's the funny thing. Right. The, the podcast conf- wasn't here. Half this stuff we would talk about the- in discord or <laughs> yeah. get on Google meet, have the a group con- call. The conversations we're going to have, we're going to be had regardless, but I think, being able to share these opinions with like the general public and be able to meet people, hear from people, interact with people who have the same views as us, or even people who don't have the same views from us and have that conversation to get like those different point of views mm-hmm. has been great too. Yeah. Cause like, you know, once again, shout out to party chat podcast. They was one of the first podcasts that I found out was like in that same realm as us, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, past the podcast industry but like we meet a lot of anime focus gaming focus we ain't met too many like overwhelming tech business games anime comics all grouped into one just nerd culture period i haven't seen too many other people who do that or podcasts that do that so yeah. that was really like hmm, Big, yeah. you know what i'm saying i would say them and blurs eye view that we've collected yeah. yeah have really been on that level so like it's just been it's been dope it's been dope. So, mm-hmm. for those listening, definitely don't think that this is the end, that we about to start slowing down. If anything, <laughs> if y'all can see what's in my brain right now, we finna turn up. Yeah. <laughs> turn up! <laughs> turn it up! What's that mean with that dude that was bouncing on that corner? Turn it yeah, up! Turn it up! The song with the Adidas jocks. Turn it up! Turn it up! <laughs> But all right, we got a couple topics for you guys today. Um, I want to start with the first one. We got a couple of business tech news. The first thing, we have to swing it back to X. It came out, I want to say it was this week or last week, but it came out that Elon Musk is considering charging everyone to use X. His reason being is that he wants to combat the vast number of bots on the platform. The hot take that I want to discuss on this is that could this be another Netflix situation with the password crackdown? If this fee is implemented and it makes a profit, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go before he go. Let me go before he go. Okay, go ahead. You know I gotta get in my bag. I know know I gotta get in my bag, Ralph. He gonna he gonna be ten minutes. Got for us, Ralph. But <laughs> what you got for us, Ralph? I will say, if this does work and he does do this, and people actually decide to stay on X, paying maybe he'll probably start off like two, three dollars, maybe four dollars, just to see how it works. 
if it works, it will be a domino effect for social media. Like, sadly enough, that's just how it how it will be. Like, if it if he does if he do this and it actually works, gets bots away from this social media platform, others are going to follow suit. Simple. Okay. Rough, rough on the right train. Rough on the right train. What you got to say? Companies, companies compete. Companies innovate. On the surface, it's to get it's it's to cut out bots. Will it help with that? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. It could do a great job at that. But y'all also could have just you know validated identities like other platforms do it for free and just make sure that can't no bot make an account without having a driver's license or something else. But that's too easy. Why could I? Why would I do that when I can make some money? And once I make the money, folks going to drop from Twitter. But what's the best alternative? Threads? Y'all ain't like it. Y'all didn't like it. Threads don't have enough features. Yeah. Y'all ain't like threads. Y'all ain't like that greenhouse or whatever that other app where where y'all send some group chats. Y'all ain't like nothing. So guess what? Half y'all going to log off. Probably a a little over half are going to say forget X. But then once y'all miss out on that content. And once Facebook, Meta, Instagram, and all of them say, hey, y'all making money three months later, we done seen y'all um, calls, they're going to do it too. All blue blue checks, you're either going to be on social media for blue check or you're going to be off. Simple as that. I think mm. a lot of, I think there are going to be some people who log off, but I, I just think that it's, it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to say this. If y'all think that nobody is crazy enough to pay for X, mm-hmm. you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Because yeah. y'all thought nobody was going to, you know, break down and um, conform to this Netflix password, <sighs> crack down, and look what happened. The only pushback that I saw, but like I said again, people going to pay for it regardless. The only pushback that I felt coming from it is that it's a little bit different from the next Netflix thing is because people were already paying for Netflix. Netflix presented itself as a platform that you had to pay for. So it's to me, it's easier to persuade people to pay a little bit more money when you was already paying in the first place. I could see the pushback on X because I was able to make my account for free. Everything that I built up on my Twitter platform, I did that for free. And you coming to tell me that, oh, now I have to pay for it. Yeah, it's going to be a little friction. It's going to be a little pushback. But Mm -hmm. to Ryan's point, what are the alternatives? And And none of the alternatives, like we talked about this with Threads, like Threads is not, the features that were released on Threads did not make it a valid competitor to X. No. So if you're saying, you know, FX, if they charge me $2.99 to be on this platform, FX, I'm going to threads, do it. But you're going to sit on threads. It's not going to hit. You're not going to have the same features, the same network, the same content. And if you got the strongest wheel, if your wheel is as strong as Superman's steel chest, I feel you. But I feel like there are going to be some people who leave and break down and come back because there's there's no other alternative. 
Yeah. It's not like Netflix that if you didn't want to play pay for Netflix, you can go on Hulu, you can go on HBO Max, you can get YouTube TV, you can get Amazon Prime. Like there is no Hulu to X. There is no Disney Plus to X. Like this this is it. And and let's just be honest, social media has a lot of untapped potential. When you look at the stats and look at how much time people spend on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, now, like now, it's hours. Majority of folks on screen phone time is spent on social media. It's not mm-hmm. reading a book. It's not watching a movie from um Netflix or Hulu. Show not if checking your email. Yeah. It's not checking email. <laughs> it's barely spent texting. People don't do that no more. People yeah. text through Snapchat. And WhatsApp and Twitter and everything else. Mm-hmm. So you're getting all this 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 traffic. And for Netflix traffic, there's a price barrier. For Hulu's traffic, there's a price barrier. Prime mm-hmm. Video, up a, a, a price barrier. Meta and, and all of them been missing out on money for the longest. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Like I know it started off free. But they couldn't have predicted way back when Twitter and Instagram and Facebook came out that, oh my gosh, the average person is going to spend at least four hours on our platforms. Mm-hmm. That's that's untapped revenue. Not saying I like it, but as from a business perspective, that's untapped revenue. And Twitter, Elon made an investment. He he try he trying to get his money back. It makes okay. sense. He's trying to get like yeah, like the Twitter blue thing wasn't just hey get your blue checks. He was trying to make a profit. Yeah. He was trying to get some corn. And, and you got and you got to give credit where credit's due. He this is going to be the last thing. You got to give credit where credit's due. He done made contracts with like different people. I'm not going to get into it cuz it's like different political stuff. But like literally other platforms are like producing full hour and a half long full set movies and documentaries on the platform. Now Twitter is literally producing content on the level of Netflix and everybody else. In terms of full-length movies and stuff, are we going to get more of that? Is this going to become a new platform to even get all of that stuff? He said he wanted X to get further. It's it, going to it be might, more of I, I would only say this. I, from a business standpoint, I ain't making no money. How about we charge everybody? Standard plan, $3.99, $3 a month. You want a blue check, $5 increase. Now you got to pay $8 a month. I just think that to fathom paying for social media, I think it's just, it's a big change for everybody. Mm-hmm. Just coming from the fact that all of this stuff is free. Or, or yeah, all of this stuff currently is free. Sign up for Instagram, free. Sign up for Facebook, free. Sign up for X, free. And then, like, just to say you're going to make us pay for it, I was just like, here we go. It, I, I, I just feel like y'all had to know that this was inevitable yeah 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 it, it was it, yeah. we just had to wait for that moment to where it was like oh here we go we gonna finna have to start paying for social media like money talks like everybody not out here paying for ads everybody didn't pay for twitter blue so it's just like you know what's the next next best thing we can do to increase revenue on this platform make folks pay for it and if Elon pulls through and makes this app bigger than what it is now, he can make it worth paying for. But I I could I could lead to the side of everybody else where it's like, you know, what I got right now, I don't feel like I need to pay for it. 
Yeah. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And and I would I would agree with you. Like, you know, love Twitter to death. Love the community I've built, the outreach, the, you know, everything that I get for it. But do I really want to pay three dollars for it? I don't know. And I feel like but if he if he ups it, I'll go ahead, Ralph. I feel like the way it'll end up playing out is they're going to get rid of verification and say verification is tied in with, you know, just paying for the monthly subscription just to use it. Kind there of we go. There that's, we go. That's going to be the first tick. The next tick is, okay, we made enough money doing that. Now let's add in an extra charge to get re-verified. And then it's just going to keep spanning on from there. You're talking about like blue checks? Yeah. So the process I'm saying is they're pretty much just going to take away the verification from, you know, getting blue checks to just you paying to, you know, be on the app. Because at that point, everybody's verified. And once people feel like they've been on there long enough, they're going to try to employ, hey, you can pay to get like this extra, you know, verification subscription to be like you're like a gold member or a platinum member or something, something like that. Yeah, he's saying like there'll probably be a tier list. Now, it might not necessarily be verification, but if they make it to where you got to pay to get verified in the initial, then blue check loses that value. Mm -hmm. But the extra value would be, oh, now you get a fully ad free Twitter experience. Now you get a Twitter where you can have multiple accounts because once everybody's verified, another thing I want to know is what happens when people have extra accounts that aren't business accounts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How is that going to work? Are we going to make it to where... Now that you got to get verified, your profile picture can't be no anime character. Like, there's little stuff that they could really tackle since they're mm-hmm. saying it's to attack bots. But they could add a whole lot of bonus features. Pay mm-hmm. $5.99 instead of $3.99, and now you have access to Twitter home movies. Now you have access to um enhanced Twitter spaces or whatever they add to the platform. Yeah. yeah. I can see it being... Coming off the off of that, I can see it being like add-ons. You know how Amazon Prime has those add-ons? Like you paying for Amazon Prime, but if you pay two dollars a month extra, you can get Paramount Plus, MGM Plus, HBO. Exactly. So it's kind of like, hey, pay this standard three dollars, but for two dollars more, you can get this, and you can mm-hmm. get this, and you can get this, and then you can get this. Exactly. I think. I, I'm not going to like it because I just don't want to pay, but I can't I can't comfortably sit here and say that social media ain't worth it. Like if someone told me that, oh, every social media platform is now a charge, I would sit here and pay for a couple of them, a couple of them. And I Twitter, the, the, uh, well, main ones, a, the main ones, if everybody said you had to pay for it, I think that's when we all really got to sit down and decide which social media platforms are worth paying the bill. Yeah. Look, that's not necessarily a hot take, but that's the question I got for y'all. If every social media platform charged you, let's say a price that's meaningful if you only got one, but too much if you get multiple. Every social media platform charged you $3.99 and then offered like a $5.99 premium tier. Which social media platforms would y'all pay for? Snapchat coming off my phone. I'm yeah. sorry. Thanks. Snapchat. But it's coming off. That yellow ghost is coming off my phone. I think it would have to be just because with the podcast, it would have to be Facebook, Instagram, 
X and if we throw Discord in there as social media, Discord would have to stay as well. Mm. Mm. You got you that's, another, that's another conversation too. Mm. That's another that Discord is another conversation. That's that's what, another I, that's conversation. what I'm saying. If 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 we count Discord as social media, social media, then it would have to be Discord. But if that's another conversation, I will take that off my list, and I think it would have to be Facebook, Instagram, and X. And the rest of y'all what, could go. What about you, Ralph? You you paying for TikTok or anything? What you paying for? Oh no, oh no, I'm not paying for TikTok. The things that I pay for probably would be. Facebook, I gotta keep Facebook. X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, that gotta stay. Maybe Instagram. Maybe Instagram. Maybe. I think Instagram Insta- over Facebook. I mean Facebook over Instagram. Well, I, I would say Instagram because the TikTok thing that Ron just brought up. Because tick because they got the reels. So if we want to look at it from that standpoint, I can just make reels instead of paying paying for TikTok. So Yeah. See, t- to be honest, I could see Meta doing a Meta plan where it's like Facebook, Instagram, and Threads for a discount, which would if they started charging, be optimal. Every that's basically the Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN bundle. And the value's already been proven. But individually, I only do Instagram and X. Facebook, I only do it for my family anyway. Not only That's the only reason I'm even on there, for real. Instagram yeah. and X give me all of my entertainment. And Instagram swaggerjacks everybody. So if a new app comes up and it looks cool and it looks cool for a year, Instagram's getting a feature soon. It's yeah, I would only get Facebook because of family and then um, the the podcasting. So mm-hmm. you get the extra reach that you get, but yeah, definitely Instagram and X, and then Facebook is kind of like you know, I gotta I gotta see what my auntie up to. I gotta check on the aunties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised because you like TikTok a lot too, Foop. I'm surprised you ain't pick it. It's only because. I mean, if it's you only been, because I, if we Facebook. Been honest. I mean, not Facebook, but TikTok. Huh. If we've been honest, TikToks end up on Instagram anyway. That's what I was about to say. If if it wasn't easily accessible for somebody to go to a TikTok video, download it, and upload it everywhere else, if all of TikTok's content was strictly stuck on TikTok, then maybe. Because you can't can't download an Instagram reel and send it to somebody. You can't download a YouTube short and send it to somebody only if you pay eight dollars for twitter blue can you download a video on x which makes the content strictly stuck on that platform but i can download all the tiktoks i wanted to when they was talking when that thing had came up about them possibly banning tiktok in the u.s folks was downloading tiktoks on their phone and putting it on twitter anyway Mm mm-hmm now that's the funny thing. If TikTok were to charge, they would have to monitor that. That's the only way that TikTok could survive. That's is if that's they what made I'm it to you, you yeah. couldn't share your videos and stuff to other platforms. But, but then let's look at this though. What content cre- unless except your friend down the street who makes TikToks, what content creator do you know that makes TikToks and keeps them solely on TikTok? Mm. 
there are a few, but I would say the few that don't travert um added as shorts to YouTube and Instagram are not really great at marketing. But yeah, I completely agree with you. So it's it's not like I'm not going to be able to find the content. Mm-hmm. Now, if TikTok does monetize, and part of that monetization is that you can't download any more videos off the TikTok, I might consider it. But the fact that somebody could download this video, and then let's just talk about the fact that you can access TikTok videos without an account. If Ralph yeah. was to send me a TikTok link right now, and I didn't have a TikTok, yeah. I can still see the video. I send TikToks to my dad all the time. Ask me what TikTok account he got. Yeah. That's how I was. Remember, I was I was really delayed in our friend group from getting on TikTok. That's what I'm saying. They would have mm-hmm. to lock it down. But if we're mm-hmm. if we're taking TikTok as it is right now, I'm not paying for that. Facts. And okay. Instagram just takes everybody's stuff anyway. Like, let's just be honest. Instagram I, shut down now, fine. I would agree. I would agree with you. Yeah. I would agree with you. Something new is going to come out. And then it's going to be on Instagram a couple of months later. I agree with you 100% mm-hmm. on that. Man, we'll see. Let's see we what gonna, happens in six months. We're going to cut this video. We're going <laughs> to <laughs> we gonna come back. The next thing I want to talk about our next business tech uh, topic. I want to go back to this because me and Ryan, um, we, had, we all had a conversation on episode 36 where Ryan had made a joke that Crunchyroll was going to implement a password crackdown just due to the fact that they have acquired Funimation. We forgot that they did acquire Right Stuff Anime um, mm-hmm. last year. So now it's coming to fruition that Right Stuff Anime's whole catalog is going to Crunchyroll. So on, let me pull up the article. I believe it was October 10th. Which is owned by Sony, Funimation, Crunchyroll, and Right Stuff under the Sony umbrella. They said the Right Stuff store will redirect to Crunchyroll starting October 10th with all products to be available for purchase on the Crunchyroll store. And the collection will be over 30,000 items from home video and figures to manga and apparel. For anybody that did not pay attention in their macro microeconomics class in Who high school. Who took that? Raise your hand Who if you took, took that. that? <laughs> what? Sir, we went to the same high school. What micro macroeconomics class you took? For a coach, the baseball coach who had the brown hair, not the that, one who that had man that. Didn't, that man didn't teach us nothing, Ryan. Let's yes. be for real. I actually paid attention. I enjoyed it. You was the I only one. It. You was the only one. You I mean like where he had? You mean the way he had us sit down and write definitions for the whole class period? This can't be actually, right, man. I actually mm. there's a few things that I actually enjoy in the world, and I okay. kind of enjoy economics. Well, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the one to say that I did not pay attention in my high school economics so, class. So here we are. So for the folks who ain't pay attention in their business economics classes, this is a trash purchase. It's very bad. Sony has now essentially monopolized. All anime slash manga related products and services in the West. Viz is independent. Y'all shown it for y'all fellow shonen junkies. Viz is still on their own, like Shueisha and another company, I think, are majority owners of Viz. But Viz is the producer. They don't necessarily manage their supply lines and sell directly. They sell through Amazon, write stuff, and everything else when it comes to their manga, anime, and everything else. 
but Sony has now monopolized all anime and manga related stuff. There is no other anime streaming service. Hulu got a few, Disney got a few, and guess what? They have to argue for Bleach. When it comes to manga services, who you buy from? Amazon, and they don't even have a dedicated um, packaging system for it, so now your manga comes up bent and damaged, wet, and everything else. Sony has now monopolized the market, and it's not good because Crunchyroll is kind of lazy with their servers. Um, the the st- UI the UI is not consist- consistent across multiple devices. Yeah. I can attest for that. They haven't really modernized it that much. Did you since see the Yo, Funimation acquired acquisition? Did you see the thing that Crunchyroll to watch certain animes in dub? You have to pay for a premium subscription. I still can't find certain dubs. I don't even know why One Piece dub ain't on Crunchyroll yet. And it was on Funimation and Netflix. Mm -hmm. I feel you, but the ones that are dubbed on Crunchyroll, they said you cannot watch it. I saw on Twitter that people, they were saying that you cannot watch this anime. You want to watch in English? Give me some money. And here's the thing. There's no competition. I was just about to say that. I was... mm. Unless Viz comes out with the Viz streaming app and it's just as competitive and it's only Viz products or whatever, Sony has no competition. And no competition is never good for a consumer because the supplier can simply do what they want. Give you BS. Do yeah. what they want. They can simply and you can't... do what they want. Them making you pay for a premium account to watch something in English, that's what we're talking yeah. about. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, we're we're talking about the FWI. We're talking about the servers getting overloaded when people try to watch a One Piece episode. When was the last time Hulu's servers got so overloaded they had to shut down? Or Disney Plus? Or Prime Video? Or Netflix? Let's talk about it. Netflix has had multiple series go so viral that everybody mm-hmm. wanted to watch it. When when did you see that happen? Crunchyroll just did that with the Gear 5 episode. Yeah. They crashed with... um. Yeah. There was another episode they crashed with. Was it, was it Attack on Titan? They crashed with so. that Demon Slayer too. That's what I'm saying. They crashed deep. Yeah, they did. They've crashed now, a couple times. And when competition gets limited, do y'all think if competition is limited, then company do better and modernize their service and no. infrastructure? Or if competition is limited, does company say I can be lazy? They company will stay the same. Yeah. There we go. Company. That's the hypothesis. The, com- <laughs> company will stay the same. Mm-hmm. Monopoly suck. I was just about to say, and they have no competition. They have, because my thing is, you would think something like this would get blocked, but with like the anime industry being as untapped as it is, like over in the Western culture, yeah, just buy it. Oh, you want to buy it? Oh, okay. How much is it? Okay. You want to buy this too? Okay. Yeah. And it does, and it does not matter who else is existing in this platform. And Sony has the money. Sony has the relationships. They're out there in Japan. Like, it's it's crazy. Someone made, I saw the joke on Twitter. Sony gets mad at Microsoft for trying to, like, monopolize some stuff in Xbox. But look at what they're doing with anime. A but, really but, large industry. But my thing, and that's the point that I'm trying to make. When it came to Microsoft buying Activision, video games, look at it. Just look at the industry. So everybody, American based too. Everybody's mm-hmm. raising red flags. Everybody's like, wait, stop, hold on. They want to do what? 
But then you go to the anime, which kind of is like, it's growing. The industry is definitely growing. Let's not mistake mm-hmm. that. But for the fact that Sony has been able to acquire Funimation and write stuff with no pushback, it has not grown enough where people are being like, wait, hold on. Let's take a minute to see what they're actually doing back here. Exactly. It's going to be a while and before that's, they catch And that's it. the thing. And like, you also got to realize. You said what, Ralph? It's going to be a while before they actually catch it. I mean, it's done. There's nothing to catch. It's, it's, There's it's nothing, nothing to, to catch. catch. It's done. Because Right Stuff was an American company, but it's also like Sony is a Japanese company. So it's like you can look and be like, ah, oh, well, we're eliminating competition in the anime industry. It's not up there on that radar from the American government. It's just not up there. Mm-hmm. It's ju- it's solely just not up there. So now it's like... Like, ask Joe Biden to name three animes. But then ask him to act, name three video games, and I bet you he can do that. Cause, cause it's not like they just shut down all the production studios and got MGM and everything else, like who Netflix and Amazon and Disney are fighting over. They didn't necessarily do that because anime is still a niche. It's a right. niche in television. It's a niche in toys. It's a niche in games. For it's some of those the- companies, for some of those companies, it's a it's a reach and investment. Like Netflix gets. Then when Netflix first came out as a platform, they didn't have anime on that platform. Hulu yeah. didn't have anime when they first started out. Disney is slowly dipping their toe into anime, but if you look at Disney, where does anime fit in? Mostly on Hulu. That's what I'm saying. So some yeah. for for some of these companies, anime is is an event. It's a reach. It's a risk. Like it's an are extension you- of what they already do, right? So, I don't like it. It kind of upset me. But at the same time, right stuff is where I get most of my manga. So, I'm going to have hey, to keep shopping there. I can't long, do nothing about it. As long as we can keep that affiliate link. If that, as long yeah, as that affiliate that link transfers over. Look, like, I can't. I can't. I, me personally, like, okay, I'm just going to not watch Crunchyroll. There's no competition. I, I'm still going to. I'll keep a Crunchyroll subscription before I keep my other video streaming subscriptions. Just being real. Yeah. So. If, they, if, they, if they are about to be the one-stop shop, even with them not having everything, like Ryan just brought up the fact that they don't have One Piece and Dub um, and things like that, like, they are still the one-stop shop. Like, where else are you going to go? Where else you going to get your figures? One Piece not dropping right. on Netflix until October 1st. And are they going to have dub and sub? We don't know. Listen. Listen, and Netflix like to do their bulk releases. They, ain't, they don't do episodic, so that kind of doesn't transfer well with anime fans. Mm-hmm. The Hulu has jumped onto the, onto the um, Crunchyroll bandwagon. They release Bleach episodically. But are they going to acquire other big franchises? How can they truly compete? I think they got Attack on Titan as well, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they got Attack on Titan. They have it. They got those two, but how are they going to be able to predict what's going to get big? You know what I'm they saying? Sony Tokyo is, Revengers yeah. too. Tokyo Revengers ain't even on Attack on Titan. Bleach is level though. I, I feel you. I'm just saying, but yeah, but that's just going back to the point that yeah, you could say you're not paying for Crunchyroll and go to Hulu, but Hulu don't got everything. Exactly. It ain't it's, got the sleeper it's, bar- it's barely scratching the surface of what Crunchyroll has. If mm-hmm. we if we being real. Exactly. 
So yeah, I I it definitely sucks because just of like performance issues and things like that. And now it's kind of like forcing their consumers like everything you want anime. It's it's Crunchyroll. It's Sony. it's Crunchyroll. <sighs> But Sony, I'm not mad at y'all. These these XM5 headphones, I love them. Don't think I'm hating on y'all. I just wish y'all had competition. Love the headphones, though. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> Shout out to Sony. All right. We're going to move away from our business tech conversation. We got some entertainment news. Um, some projects that have been on our radar have gotten some recent trailers. Um, so we're gonna go through and talk about it. We got a, a finally, we got an Aquaman trailer. We got a trailer for Percy Jackson. We got another Hunger Games, Songbirds and Snakes trailer, and we got another trailer for Attack on Titan season four, part three, with the official release date for November fourth, twenty twenty three. So I just want to go down the line and discuss about how we felt about each of these trailers. So let's start with Aquaman. How'd you guys feel about that? It look I graphics look phenomenal. Just the graphics or everything look I Ralph. Just everything. Everything. I'm not mad at that. I'll I'll the graphics look phenomenal. The story look less than alright. Why do I care? Why y'all start off with, oh, I'm a family man who got got a new job and I was like, huh? This this ninja is like the superhero of the sea. Like, are y'all trying to make him relatable or something? I well, was, my, huh? it it wasn't far fetched to me because I watched the OG Justice League um, cartoons and they had a whole couple episodes where it was focused on Aquaman, his son. I think Orm had stole had kidnapped his son, so him and Hera and the Justice League had to go through this whole thing to get him back. Um, I think that's when they first met him. So then they had got found an ally in Aquaman and like things like that. So the where they're pulling it from, what it reminds me of, was not too far fetched for them doing that. It just ain't looked that appealing to me at first. I, mean, I feel that though. It just it just kind of came off as a little like I don't know. It just came off a little lame. Honestly, it just looked a little lame. I was like, eh. they're saying that it's a brother movie. Like it's it's supposed to be him and Orm. You know trying to beat Black Manta. Um, I didn't think it looked bad, but I don't want to get my hopes up for this because we said the same yeah. thing about Flash. I was talking to my dad about this. And my, my dad was like, hey, this movie looks like it's going to be pretty good. And I was like, yeah, from the trailer, but we said the same thing about the Flash movie and look how that turned out. We all was hyped for the Flash mm. after that trailer. That trailer made us go, "Oh, we see what y'all doing." Then we saw what y'all did. So it's kind of like yeah. I don't want to get my hopes up. The other reason why I don't want to get my hopes up is that we basically had to bully y'all to give us a trailer. Meaning y'all ain't even confident. Like, as soon as I had made that comment about us not seeing an Aquaman trailer, I got on Twitter. And it was basically everybody's like, where's the trailer for Aquaman? Where's the trailer for Aquaman? Where's the trailer for Aquaman? And they they came with a little teaser. And it's like, oh, yeah, the trailer's going to drop in four days. And it's kind of like, you know, when were y'all planning to drop a trailer? If we want to look at the time of social media and then look at when you drop this teaser, it kind of looks like we bullied y'all to give us a trailer for Aquaman, which is crazy. Because mm-hmm. why, why do we have to do that? Yeah. 
um, that trailer didn't incite excitement. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe with low expectations, the movie can do a good job at at least meeting them or doing a great job. I saw something on Twitter. I only saw it once, so I can't, you know, verify how true this is. They said people were walking out the early screens of this movie. If it's true, that's that's kind of that's that dang. That hurt. It could be. It could be that the movie was bad, or the movie is reaching is reaching some heights that they weren't expecting for Aquaman. But I honestly, in my soul, I feel like they walked out because this movie is not good. <sighs> I if it's. My expectation for this movie, if I had to put any expectation on it, I hope it's average. I hope it's mid. I hope I don't hate it, but I hope, but I don't love it. Not if, you hoping for mid. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. I'm just that's, if, that's, I get it. That's just crazy, though, you know? For, for anything, I just hope that this is an average movie and DC can end on a kind of high note. Before James Gunn rolls in with the DCU. And like this, I hope this movie is not garbage. Because with this being their last movie of 2023, and I don't think they had anything DC-wise set up for 2024. If your last project is Dumb Boots, y'all about to get this Game of Thrones season 8 treatment until the DCU comes around. But here, here's the thing. I, I want to ask you this. I want to ask y'all, y'all both this. Like, we're intimately aware that there's a new plan from James Gunn. Like, there's a yeah. new plan coming up. All of this is just leftovers. We got to throw out the um, remainder of the um, su- food supply. Do y'all think the regular audience recognizes that? Like, do y'all think the average consumer who is not the biggest comic book fan, they go to like the hype movies because they saw it on social media after watching Sunday Night Football. Do you think if they've been disappointed back to back that they're going to even give James Gunn's projects that much hope? Or do you think DC's brand power will guarantee something? If anything, I am holding out hope for the DCU because I know James Gunn's work. He's done all three Guardians of the Galaxies movies. He's done the Peacemaker series. And he did that last Suicide Squad movie. He also did that Guardians of the Galaxy um, holiday, holiday special, special that they put out. So he, yeah, so he has some projects behind him that you know validates that he he can do this superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I am kind of putting my faith in James Gunn before I'm putting my faith in DC to deliver something. Honestly, same. I don't know if everybody else, I don't know if everybody else is recognizing that, but I think that's, I think until we see the movie, I think that's maybe how we should look at it. Okay. Because, go ahead, Ralph. Go ahead. (laughs) I, again, like, like Foop said, I have more faith in James Gunn than I do the DC you know, people that that do the terrible work of Batman the past couple of years. <laughs> like, the only good thing they really had come out was Joker. 
and we're still waiting on Joker too. So, what what other projects have they really had that's been a huge big? They had some DCEU hits. I would I would say this. Elseworlds, what they're calling Elseworlds, which is the Joker and the Batman, mm-hmm. I would leave them out the conversation. Because okay. that was outside of the universe that they were trying to build and James Gunn is trying to build. That was just some movies on the side that they wanted to do. And yes, they brought in numbers. Yes, they Peak. brought in revenue. Yeah, huge they brought numbers. in revenue. But that was that was not a part of the plan for the universe. But true. But it goes back to something you and me was talking about, Foop. I think it was on an episode live where we was like, should DC just not do a universe? Like, should they just stick to like individualistic movies that stand on their own? Because y'all, y'all did great with those. Like the Joker and the Batman were blockbuster hits. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought the Batman was probably. I think that was my favorite movie from the year it came out. Yeah. It was a 10 out of 10 for me, at least. And the Joker was amazing. I would say this. It would be great. I think it would be an interesting take. But I don't think it would be a wise decision for them to just make standalone movies from now until forever. Mm-hmm. I think the DC Universe has too many untapped characters. Majority of their stories involve a lot of different characters from different pieces of the DC universe. I think if they want to build something out, if they want to give something that non-traditional DC consumers can sit down and enjoy and follow, it has to be a universe. Mm. It has to be. Now, what I hope is that, and this is why I'm putting my faith in James Gunn, is that he will step away from what whoever was in charge of the DCEU, they will step away from that, oh, we need to level ourselves to the MCU. Because that's what messed them up. Right. Yeah. And the way that James Gunn, like him releasing that first chapter one, and the way that he has these, he's tapping into characters that we haven't seen on the big screen. Or he's he's tapping into stories that Nine times out of ten, we probably would have saw an animation before we saw it in live action. Mm-hmm. So it to me, I'm hoping that he's taking his time to build something out and not trying to build something out to catch up with something else. Correct. <sighs> so I think too. basically, but I I I don't know if everybody realizes that. I don't I don't know. I'ma just go back and say that this Aquaman movie cannot be trash boo boo garbage. It has to be average at least. Yeah. We want at least mid. And we want at least mid. It has to at least be mid. It can't it hold be a trash five. Garbage. It gotta hold a five. It has it has to hold us over until this strike is over and until James Gunn gets ready to start producing Superman Legacy. Yeah. Mhm. Otherwise, so, y'all fired. Like that cannot be your last live action standout, and it fails. Yeah. Cause we already know about the animated content. Like the anim- we don't have to discuss the animated content. That's that's y'all dark horse. That is y'all golden apple. But the cinematic stuff. 
it has to at least be mid. It does. Yeah, I agree. So, man, let's move on to this Percy Jackson trailer. So, Percy Jackson released um a trailer with the release date of December twenty of twenty twenty three. How do we got? How do we feel about it? It looks good. It looks familiar. Yeah. It it. I only my only affiliation with the Percy Jackson franchise is the movies, and I thought they were solid. I thought they were decent. I know the book readers are like, Ugh. but the movies were decent. The series looks familiar, and since I got other folks' deeds Disney Pluses, I will actually try to sit down and watch it. It looked interesting. Disney so, gonna take your account. You don't have an account. To- That's the thing. <laughs> They gonna take the other person. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> nothing to take. It doesn't have there's an account. But, I don't lose nothing. <laughs> but I thought I thought it looked good. I thought it looked damn good. Um, I've I watched the first Percy Jackson movie and mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. But Galvin's a big Percy Jackson fan and he did not appreciate the way that the movies were done at all. Mm-hmm. And he's very confident in this series just because of the fact that the author has been heavily involved with the series yeah so just looking at it the way that they've done like camp half-blood the way that they're representing like the greek gods like they have lance reddick rest in peace as zeus for the first season i think is i think is going to hold true to the books now when i looked at it with all the information that we know that went into this percy jackson series that harry potter reboot has to come with it that we haven't heard anything different. new about that, have yeah, we? We have not. Mm. So Disney already mm. has to jump to get in a season of Percy Jackson before this. They might even be able to get a couple seasons in of Percy Jackson before this Harry Potter reboot touches HBO Max. Mm. But they gonna have to. They gonna have to come with it. They gonna have to come with it. Max gonna have to be strategic with that because mm-hmm. I doubt. Yeah. Because did they did they say they began um re- production and recording? How they started anything and everybody on strike. Mm. It's so they right started now. nothing. Uh we might not see that for two years then, huh? That's what I'm saying. They're gonna have to come. They're going to have to come with mm. it because I'll I'll give. I will give the series this. We have the technology. We had, they have the technology. They are showing that we have the technology to give y'all a Percy Jackson series. And Percy Jackson wouldn't be the Hog- the Harry Potter series only competition. We got to be honest. That's, that's House of Dragon is their competition too. If Rings of Power try to do something next season, they might try to improve. That's their competition too. That fantasy realm, that fantasy series vibe. They. I'm just what, saying, I'm, yeah. I'm going, I'm pitting. Yes, I would say all of the fantasy series, but it, I was thinking more so of like that teenage fantasy. If we go into teenage fantasy, it's Harry Potter, Percy Jackson. That's mm-hmm. if Max want to keep it so teenage oriented, though. They might go to they might go to mature route. Seems like Percy Jackson is definitely mean, sticking in that PG thirteen route. Am I correct? That's what it get. That's the vibe. That's what it's saying. I guess. I could see them going Harry Potter PG-13. I could see them fleshing out more of the mature aspects of it, but not so PG. Like, mm-hmm. I could see them making Sorcerer's Stone 
having some of those darker undertones that half blood prince and the deathly hollows had but still mm-hmm. telling that that story I, i'm excited i ain't i ain't but they have to, bad that's all i'm saying is that they're gonna have to come with it because that percy jackson series yeah. i'm sad yeah it's it's coming out when again what's the release december 20th yeah and ain't nothing really going to be out at that time is it nope House of the Dragon ain't coming out till when we, we, they said summer. Days. They said somewhere so. summer twenty twenty four. So probably August again. Yeah. So for the winter time, you got a few anime, mm-hmm. not really any movies. Playing the video games that came out in September and October. They got yeah, it. Percy Jackson. They Percy got Jackson it. got the crit. Yeah, they took over the winter. They got it. They won. They got it. They got that's lucky. They 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 got the winter season. They got it. But let's move on to this Hunger Games trailer. So we are a month and some days out mm-hmm. from Hunger Games, Songbirds and Snakes dropping in theaters. They released another trailer. I don't know if this is the final trailer, but another one was released. What's your thoughts? Looks good. I don't got the biggest relationship with Hunger Games. I watched other movies. I don't remember much, but I remember enjoying them. I'm going to think I'm going to enjoy this one. I like you, Ralph. All I know, Viola Davis going to play her role well. Oh, she always going to play her role. (laughs) She always going to play her role. Like, her playing Dr. Gaw, I'm curious to see how she's going to be portrayed as a bad guy, or is she going to be like the gray area? Hmm. The most interesting thing about this movie is that we're seeing a completely different side of Snow. Mm-hmm. The President Snow that we knew in the original trilogy, I hated that man. Yeah. <laughs> like, the way that he is set up in the original trilogy, he's the antagonist. But then we watch this trailer... It is he's the complete opposite, or he seems the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And then you put Viola Davis's character next to him, and it's kind of like a switch. Like he's the protagonist, and she seems like the antagonist. But we know you, we know what you grow into. So it's it's that's to me the most interesting thing about this movie is like what. Do we see the moment where he snaps, where he switches, and he's just full Hunger Games, full world domination? Like, if y'all go against the Capitol, y'all through? Like, is this the movie that Mm -hmm. we see him fully morph into that? Hmm. The other interesting thing is that the way that they treat the tributes, which I think is the whole reason for the movie. Like they wanna they wanna turn this Hunger Games into the Hunger Games that we see Katniss and them in. But like I'm just thinking about the old Hunger Games, how they got the ride on this train, they get a fashion designer, a mentor, they get all these fancy, you know, get ups or whatever. They have to put on a show, they do interviews, et cetera, et cetera. We go to the tributes in these movies and they ride it in the back of a SWAT truck. Yeah. <laughs> they was. Yeah. They was riding. They, in the was. Back. they like, was riding in the back. You going to jail? You <laughs> going to jail? <laughs> right. And the whole and the question that keeps getting repeated, Viola Davis keeps asking Snow. He's she's like, you know, what are the Hunger Games for? 
you know. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm very interested in this movie. I really want to see like what was the moment that turned the whole thing into the Hunger Games that we know now. I think it's gonna be because like on that the girl uh, dying. You think she gonna die? Yeah. I don't see her dying. She might. I don't see her dying. I actually see her winning the Hunger Games, but it might be the lengths that they have to go through for her to win. Mm. That might be like, you know, this is kind of pointless, or this is kind of like, I didn't sign up for all of this, or like, or it could be like a Magneto thing, like if you guys remember X-Men First Class, when he killed the guy that killed his parents, and they Mm. had that moment where he was like, you know, I agree with everything that you said. Like, Snow can have a revelation cycle. I get why the Hunger Games happens. I just don't like the way that you are running it. Which, you know, he takes over and he turns into Hunger Games as what he sees it to be. Yeah. Mm. So, I'm invested. I'm excited. I'm excited. That's your phrase. I'm sad. I'm sad. Ralph said, okay. IMAX, IMAX. Oh, uh, yeah. 4D? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know about no okay. 4D. I'm, yeah. The way they was wrestling and tussling in that arena, I don't know if I'll see that. <laughs> You'll see going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> the way they was wrestling and tussling in that arena, I don't know if I'll do 4D. But um, yeah. the last trailer I want to talk about, is, it wasn't that long, but we did get another trailer for Attack on Titan um, with the release date. November 4th, 2023. I just want to say this. We finna eat November. Invincible on the 3rd. Attack on Titan on the 4th. Hunger Games. The Marvels. I forgot about Invincible. I forgot about Invincible. Mm, The the winner gonna be stacked. Yeah. So, like, at this point, I'm really ready. Now that we've got a release date, now I just can't wait. I'm just ready for us to get there and see how this gonna end. I did see that they said they did not change the ending. Hmm. Let's see what the manga reader's talking about. Let's, I, were they exaggerating? I I saw it on X. I don't I only saw it once, so I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm not sure how true this is, but I did see something that said they did not change the ending for Attack on Titan. I'm, I'm going to be real. The manga readers, I think they up. They said Shibuya Arc was going to be cold. They told, they said what all these other franchises were going to be nice, but they specifically said Attack on Titan's ending was going to be trash. Ah. They did. I think I, I would know. have to, I think I would have to see it. I, I would have I, to I'm see a, it. We're going to see if the manga readers still be right, you know? My people usually, usually they be spot on. We're going to see. Were they tripping? Were they tripping? Were they tripping? Or was it right? We don't see. I mean, I would ask. We, we if, don't see if the ending is trash. The how how much does that hurt the overall story of Attack on Titan? Here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that. I immediately think of Game of Thrones. I still enjoyed the beginning. Seasons one through six are still amazing to me. I mm-hmm. still can rewatch them till this day. 
seven and eight hurt my feelings. But overall, overall, it does damper the experience. I feel like the peaks of a story are its beginning, where it grabs you, its climax, where it tells you this is worth the ride, and the ending, where it gives you something to be left either at peace or any other negative emotion. I feel like the overall experience could be a little dampered, but everything else before that was amazing. I think to answer Ralph's question, I guess it just would depend on like public opinion because I, when I think of it, I think of the way of the controversy with Demon Slayer. Like you have hella people that are saying like this manga is trash um demon slayer's not peak but then you have people who are just anime onlys and you know this this is the best thing since sliced bread so it's it's really i think it really just depends on how the the general public looks at this ending so like reading it like reading it and then actually seeing it is like two different things that that is also true the manga medium is different it's it's a it's a completely different experience i love demon slayer in the manga form i love it even more in anime form i'm also a shonen junkie so i have a lot of inherent biases but like attack on titan is beloved by even folks who aren't the biggest anime fans right that is like the gateway anime quote unquote like there are people who don't watch anime but they watch attack on titan for real right that's so that's all i'm saying is that right now we only have the manga medium opinion but when it actually comes out, one, we all have to decide, was this ending actually trash? And then we have to have the discussion on how did it actually look in the manga versus how it was translated and what part of it made made it trash. Mm-hmm. Because art style, sound, music, all of that plays a part in, like, delivering a message. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. And they've been hitting with it. They've been hitting with these soundtracks. Look, Rumbley, Rumbley, Rumbley. Like, no, like the part, <laughs> the part on the last episode, that thing that they were playing when everybody hopped out the plane on top of it. It was go time. Yeah, was ain't it their go to song where it's like it's like that vibrational, like it starts off like. Uh, oh, oh, like <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Y'all know I can't sing or nothing. But it's I like it's like that little vibration, doing, and then it goes into that, the opera. They start doing that opera. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like that. That's that. That that soundtrack go hard. It go hard. That's that's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. So I think when November fourth comes, we all need to sit down and have a conversation and be like, "Hey, what part of this was trash?" If we sat down and we was like all three of us sit down and we be like, "Hey, this was actually all right." We need to have a conversation with the manga readers and be like, what part of this was trash? That's going to be an interesting, I don't know if we're going to do like a mob talks or a mob review, because that's, this going to be like the first anime that all of us watch from beginning to end, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that's going to be an interesting conversation, because it's going to be like retrospect on the ending, and then also retrospect of the entire franchise. That's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. So we going to see. We're going to see Attack on Titan. Um, a couple of days ago, the lineup for the fall for fall anime 2023 um, got put out. I just want to ask a quick question. Um, if you guys saw the list, what animes are you guys looking forward to for the fall season? I'm going to be real. 
only the ending of Bleach and Tokyo Revengers. I fell off of Dr. Stone. I need to go back and get into it. And I severely fell off of Spike Family. I didn't even finish season one. So I think the only thing that really caught my eye was like the end of Bleach and um and um Tokyo Revengers. Yeah, Spyx Family is do season two, I think believe is supposed to start in October and then they're doing a movie in December. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I ain't I ain't gonna lie, I didn't I didn't look see at the anything. List. Yeah. Not you tr- not you ain't look at the list, bro. I did not. I failed. I, I I would say this though. There's a lot of animes on that list, but some of these animes I didn't know about and the ones that I knew by name I haven't watched. So like I don't know. This fall anime season compared to last fall anime season. I don't know. I well, I'm looking at it again. I lied about one. I am excited for the Rising of Shield Hero season three. I'm a big fan of Shield Hero. I think it's a pretty solid Isekai. Season two, all the light novel slash manga readers said that it was going to be a little eh, and y'all wouldn't be well it wouldn't be well received and it wasn't it was kind of boring but i am excited to see what season three come with so i i got something i got a couple things it's, it's still shield hero i might follow up with dr stone i might try to get back into it and then um tokyo avengers that's that's my winter season for anime yeah okay i think jjk might just hold me over until demon slayer come back JJK getting a rewatch after all this stuff is over. It's yeah. gonna immediate rewatch. Yo, that last episode. That last Oof. episode. I, I, mm, <laughs> go Joe. Go Joe the goat. Yo. Go Joe the goat. They want playing. I just, every time I watch an episode of Shibuya, I feel like they not playing with y'all. Every episode, they not playing with y'all. They not. Gojo the Goat. I don't even, I don't want to spoil it, but Gojo the Goat. We definitely, like, if we haven't said this before, we'll definitely be doing a mob review on JJK Season 2. Yeah. Like, this gen is crazy. Right now, we're at the top Look, of the hill. Getting we ready still- to come back down. Yo, we might Look. still be climbing up that giant. <laughs> And and Ralph, if you don't know, also this this gonna be the final episode for Mushoku Tensei's first core for season two. So we're gonna have to get the second core twenty twenty four. And I've ooh, I've enjoyed it. Oh, I've enjoyed it. I have to. I know. Um, I know these passing. Oh, mm, it's been some peak anime. Hey. Peak anime. Yo, but we got some gaming news. I saved this for last because the last time we started with the gaming news first, we barely had time for the rest of the stuff. So as you see, we flipped it and reversed it and talked about everything else first. So when we hop into this gaming news, we, you know, this is the last thing. Mm-hmm. I got a couple things to talk about. Mortal Kombat 1 release. Um, the full release was September 19th. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about the news that, uh, one, Microsoft is considering not putting in exclusives on PS5, and it came out that they want some Nintendo games on their consoles. Nintendo had another Nintendo Direct. PlayStation had another State of Play. And then the first day of the Tokyo Game Show 2023 happened. So we're going to touch on that a little bit. So let's rewind. 
And let's get into this Mortal Kombat 1 release. This is just going to be initial thoughts. Um, We're going to do a full mod review with the whole game a little bit later. But what are you guys' initial thoughts on Mortal Kombat 1? It feels good. I, I need like to it. play the campaign. Um, the Once I touch a few controllers, Tanya. I'm not too mad at y'all about Jade anymore, I think. I think. I think. <laughs> I played a few rounds of Tanya just on some general PC combat, and I was like, she feels familiar. She feels okay. I kind of like her. Y'all could have made her pretty. But, you know, I ain't, y'all y'all did our queen dirty. Actually, but, she looks better in the campaign. Once you see her in the campaign, I think they, they fixed her model. Because she doesn't okay. look the way that she did in that trailer. Okay, I'll hold out. But I think she might be my main. She might be my main. I like smoke too. I like smoke too. Smoke is cold. Smoke felt good. Smoke is cold. When I put when I played with me, you know, you know how like you gotta do some blood mashing, what feels right. It felt right. Yeah. It felt right. Mm-hmm. I still like Lee May, but you know, y'all did something. Yeah. Y'all yeah. did something. I definitely agree. What about you, Ralph? Have you even touched it yet? Because every I time I see you, you playing Apex. Man, listen. He sure do. Talk with all that <laughs> smack about Apex, but that's all he be on. One day I'm going to wake up and Ralph's Discord thing is going to say playing Mortal Kombat 1. I don't well, know what day that's going to be. Wish. Honestly, I was going to get on it today because I think I'm catching carpal tunnel in my hand. But, you know, that's another story. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I have you, not you, touched, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have not touched Mortal Kombat yet. And I have seen a couple of videos. People have already been coming up with crazy combos. I've watched the campaign a little bit. Um everything's been looking good. It's your, you know, standard fighting game, of course. But other than you know, the early complaints that I had with them kind of dropping the ball on, you know, not having Jade or, you know, not including all of the kids as far as cameo characters. That was, it's it's been, it's looked pretty good, I would say. This is a solid mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I played the campaign. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was all right. Um, I, I'll say this, I thought it was solid. Because if you look at, if, if we're going to go off our mob review scale, I thought it was solid. Mm-hmm. Um, invasions mode, um, I think will keep you busy for a while if you have like nothing else to do. I think the way that they've... Interesting. The way that they've done it, um, I think could keep you busy for a while. And the fact that, you know, with as you progress through the mode, you get like upgrades, you get new skins, you get coins mm-hmm. and things like that. I think they're... It's definitely an upgrade from the crib. So I'll give them okay. that. Um, the towers. I really like the towers. Um, but I I, I like it. I like it. Like Ron said, it's, it's a nice game. I, I will say this, though. I did not expect to like Melina. But... Hmm, you're a Melina player now. I just, I didn't think I was, but Man. like the way the campaign went, the way her move set is, it's it's nice. It's mm. nice. I think MK1 is going to surprise or if it hasn't already has surprised a lot of people with how they've kind of upgraded some of these characters in their move set. 
and allow you to play with people that you weren't expecting to like. So, like, you know, I haven't even, I play with Lucane in the beta, but I haven't even touched Lucane, like, main play. I haven't played with Lucane. I haven't even played with Lee May, like, tarot-wise. I've been playing with Ooh. everybody else. Because mm-hmm. I remember, so off, like, you know, off recording, you definitely was playing with Lee May a lot. But, yeah, I was. But then that was off the beta. Like, that was the only character they gave me bay. But once you get your hands on everybody, once you get your hands on everybody, not saying that I don't like her moveset, but, like, everybody else's moveset, like, they, they came with it this game. Yeah, and fighting games are interesting. Like, once you play enough of them, you do got to get a character that just feels right. Are you the type of person who likes to be all up on your enemy? Do you like to be at a distance? Do you like to sneak around, control the field a little bit? Like... When a character feels right to you, you just got to pick them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, the campaign mm-hmm. did a really good job with allowing you to play with a lot of the characters. Now, some of them you don't get to play with just because of the way that the campaign goes. But they do give you a lot of playing room with at least majority of the characters. So Okay. We here. That's my quick little one, too. Like I said, we're going to do a full mob review on Mortal Kombat 1 featuring the whole group. So we're going to save these thoughts right here. And I want to move on to the next thing regarding Mortal Kombat 1. That switch port. (laughs) That switch port looks so awful. Let me say this. Let me say this. There was that junk looks awful. And the fact and the fact that y'all made. Those folks pay $70 for that. It's crazy. Now, me and Ryan, me and Ryan went head to head. We went to bat. For about an hour off camera. We that was a whole mob speaks. We went, to, we went to bat on Thursday when I put this on the topic list. But just to put a couple, I, you know, I did a little research. So before everybody's like, why did NetherRealm put this out? I do want to say that the Switch port was developed by Shiver Entertainment, who was responsible for the MK11 port and Saber Interactive. Um, Ed Boon already came out and said there's going to be an update to MK1 on the Switch. So hopefully all of the bugs and all of the graphical inconsistencies that everybody saw is going to get fixed on this next update. Um, my biggest thing regarding this switch port is why wasn't it pushed back? And that's what me and Ryan went to bed about. It depends on who wanted it there. It does. <laughs> it, de- yeah. it depends on who wanted it. And Ryan, Ryan's standpoint, he convinced me a little bit that we think it was Nintendo that made the push for Mortal Kombat 1 to be released on the Switch same day as Xbox and PS5. And the only reason I have an issue with that is because the way that Hogwarts Legacy was handled. Hogwarts Legacy on the Switch was supposed to been been out, and they've delayed it to November 2023 um, for their second delay. Reason being is that Avalanche... Studios, I think that's the correct name of the developers. They felt I like Portkey or something. I think like Portkey might be the the publishers. Okay. But, but yeah. when I did my research, 
into why Hogwarts Legacy was delayed. Let me see if it comes up. Let me see if it comes up. Where is it? Or maybe I found it somewhere else. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Hogwarts Legacy is developed by Avalanche Software, a subsidiary of Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Okay. So Portkey Games might be the publisher. Okay, I'm okay. gotta get gotta get my knowledge together. Okay, but I I did look that up because we had talked about port key games a lot. So I was just trying to make sure we had like the right people. We were saying the right people, but like mm-hmm. they they pushed back Hogwarts Legacy because they didn't feel like that they wanted to give the best experience possible for people playing on Switch, and I just don't understand why that same care wasn't given to MK One. Well. One, seems like Netherrealm wasn't developing it, which is interesting. Well, the port, which is interesting. I would like to understand why. Two, it depends on who was begging for it. Was Netherrealm and their publishers begging? Like, we gotta let this release of PlayStation and Xbox. Or was Nintendo saying, y'all gotta keep us in the fr- in the loop. Y'all can't leave us behind Xbox and PlayStation. And when you get the answer to that question, you understand the intention. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat is a strong... That's, here's the argument I have for food. Mortal Kombat's a strong brand. They could definitely afford to delay it, and if a Nintendo-only console owner wanted the game that bad, they were still going to get it. Mortal Kombat is a strong enough brand. And that's all I'm saying. But, that's all I'm saying. That because Hogwarts Legacy... Hogwarts Legacy got to get delayed twice. Yeah. I now the first time the first I because if that's why I kind of still feel like it wasn't Nintendo cuz I kind of cuz I'm I'm just looking at like the timeline of Hogwarts Legacy Hogwarts Legacy came out in February they sold I think I saw they sold 15 million copies and made like 1 billion dollars top stream game on Twitch all this commotion goes up about it. When their first initial release date, I believe, was either somewhere between April and July, was supposed to be their drop for the Switch. And then they turned around and say, hey, it's not ready yet. We're going to push it back to November. I feel like if Nintendo was really pushing and really wanted that money, I don't think they would have let them delayed it twice. So that's the only standpoint I'm coming from that maybe it was another realm that was like, hey, we want all of this to drop on the same day. We want everybody to have their hands on Mortal Kombat September 19, 2023. But I could also see it the other way. And like Ryan said, until that information comes out, it's really just speculation on who really was pressing the gas on getting the Switch port out mm-hmm. on release date looking the way that it did also taking that extra information you added it was another developer who but, was over who was over but, the courts but the only but the only other thing is that one of the studios was responsible for the mk11 port so this wasn't their first time touching mortal kombat true but it's sometimes miscommunication and mismanagement 
who was putting the pressure? Was it NetherRealm's publishers putting the pressure on it? Was Nintendo putting the pressure saying, we really want this? Do they not have the best relationship with Nintendo? Does Nintendo feel some type of pressure on their end? Like, we don't really know what was going on behind the scenes, but Mm -hmm. for Mortal Kombat to look that bad, somebody effed up. Somebody, somebody effed up. Definitely. Somebody. There was a miscommunication in their who. pipeline somewhere. Like we don't know who did the f up, but somebody somebody <laughs> f'd up. Yeah, and and it and it begs the question. Folks got mad at us with Nintendo when we made our comments in the last video, but Nintendo also got to come with it. People having to dumb down their game so much to make it fit on y'all console, and y'all still want these third party ports. Mm-hmm. It's disrespectful. I feel like y'all at have this point, money. I feel like at this point they should stop doing ports. At this point, until that new at this if y'all point, love y'all exclusives that much, to prove to us that y'all can survive with just your exclusives. At, do it. At this note, point, at this point, stop doing ports unless they are previously released games like the Batman, the Metal Gear Solid. Skyrim. Right, unless it's previously developed games that can be easily reworked to fit on that console, stop. Because, yes, we can look at, we can point fingers at Netherrealm, we can point fingers at Shiver Entertainment, we can point fingers at Saber, we can point fingers at the publishers, the developers, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of people looking at Nintendo. And it's gotten to the point where it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Games have went up in price, and one we we get that's it's, not it's not a that that right there is not a seventy dollar game. No, no. If 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 Sony's and Microsoft's and Steam's cost seventy dollars, and they got that, and I got this, and you're going to tell me well at least you can play it outside on the toilet or uh, off your TV. It don't matter. It it, it don't matter. It don't it for it to look like that. It the, I would rather pause it on the PS5, go pee and come back and I'm, I'm pausing. The way look, that game some, some looked, dude on Twitter was commenting on them. The way that game looked in go comparison ahead, was PlayStation 2. Maybe PlayStation 1. Yes. It was awful. Yes. Like, that was terrible. Yes, bro. It looked like freaking Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Which one was the one that came before 9? Armageddon. It looked like Armageddon hey, almost. Galvin said they jumped looked like DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it did. <laughs> you know what's funny? I played that like a few years ago before I moved down here. Yes. Yes. I think I under I I'll say this. I appreciate Ed Boone for making the quick turnaround and saying that they're gonna send out an update, like really getting a handle on it and being like, hey, we're gonna fix this. But I honestly feel like this game shouldn't have went out looking how it looked. I no. think there were multiple people who saw this game. And and it goes back to Ryan's thing, is it was whoever was applying the pressure. And I think maybe when it came down to the wire. That so many people had pre-ordered this game, had already dropped the seventy. That I, it might have been the pressure of that you have to release it, like that people didn't already pay. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I think they would have got backlash either way if they were to say, "Hey, this game's not ready. I know you guys have pre-ordered it, but it's not dropping September nineteenth." I think they would have got some pushback, but I think that also would have saved. I maybe 
gave them a little bit of some integrity to being honest with their consumers that this game is not ready for y'all. They still would have got some pushback. They still would have gotten some negative reception on their end, but I think it would have been a better situation at the end than them putting this, you know, promising people MK and then the, the release trailers and everything looking how they looked having everybody pay $70 and then for that game to turn out like it did. Look, bro. I I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a Nintendo hater now. I feel bad for the developers because it makes them look bad. And when you hear from these developers and the work that they put into these games, and it is they already got to go through a lot. They already got to go through a lot of crunch. They already got to go through... PC ports and fixing all the technologies that making the game to fit on different graphics cards and everything else just for it to look like that on Nintendo and y'all fresh new Mortal Kombat game dropped and that's the headline yeah look at how bad it looks on Nintendo like that's disrespectful like Like, like all this effort like it's overshadowing everything else like people people are giving the Xbox PS5 and PC version its props but everything else has been Nintendo that Nintendo Switch port Exactly. Like you search Mortal Kombat, and yeah, you got a video, all the fatalities, folks fighting their friends and screaming and yelling, and then it's like, look at how bad Melina's mouth looks on Nintendo. Like that's it's it's a blemish. It's a big blemish. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And then just going back to the fact, um, from our conversation from last week when Ryan had touched on the fact that people can't have multiple consoles, so for like you know, kind of like going forward is that if this switch is the only thing that I have and I'm a Mortal Kombat fan, like this is a slap in the face that I have, that I have to watch everybody else pay this top tier game on PS5 and Xbox and everything works flawless for them. And I can't get that same experience on the switch. It's, it's a slap in the face and the fact that we all paid the same price. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's the thing, bro. Like, someone commented on my tweet, and they didn't realize how invalid the argument was. It was like, some people just want to pay for the newest, shiniest thing, and that's not a big deal when it comes to Nintendo. If I'm paying the newest, shiniest price with my newest, shiniest green dollar, or rather, bit, bit code in my, Wells, in my Wells Fargo or Chase bank account, I deserve a shiny game. I'm spending shiny money. I'm sp- The prices are still going up, but I'm getting a lesser product. That don't make no sense. I, I'm paying more for less. I agree. If we're going, if we are stepping back into the era where every new game that comes out at this point is going to be available on all three systems, this can't happen. It got to be at the same experience, no. the same experience. Exactly. Or push it back, or take 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 the accountability and push it back. If you guys were going to have to contract this out to a different development studio anyway, maybe just save it for the back end. Have mm-hmm. the main studio make sure you guys get this P- PC, Xbox, and PS5 version out the way. So while everybody's eating that up, posting their videos, hosting their tournaments, streaming it on Twitch, y'all get back to work and make sure that this Nintendo Switch port comes out the same way that y'all keep up that hype mm-hmm. like it's it's okay it's it's okay but just going back to ryan's point we don't know where the pressure was coming from 
It yeah. it had to be coming mm-hmm. from somewhere though for them to, because I know they looked at it. I know they looked at someone it. Someone played it. Somebody had somebody had played to check it. it. You somebody saw it. You you can't tell me y'all ain't have some consoles sitting in like y'all general lobby area and just and didn't look at it. Y'all can't tell me that. So you I, can't tell me that. I don't. I don't know where I don't know where it's coming from. I don't. I don't know if we'll ever get the full story. Just with it still being like this is still the fresh release. People are still playing it. The update hasn't came out yet. So I really don't know if we'll ever get the full story on what happened. Exactly. Mm. So. It seemed it seemed like this is developing into like a cyberpunk kind of, you know, start for the switchboard. It would the nail mm. in the coffin. If we want to go the cyberpunk route, the nail in the coffin will be if Nintendo gives people refunds for this game. I feel like if you can't sell what you marketed, if y'all did not say that this Nintendo variant variation of the game wasn't going to be lower tier and y'all we seen all these commercials with the good graphics and y'all having the bottom left hand corner played on PS5 or Xbox Series X footage and y'all made us think that that's what's going to be on Switch you also refund that's bad marketing market with the truth stop lying I would get mad at everybody else I would agree we get mad at Nintendo I would agree I would also say that maybe that should have been part I think I find it weird that it wasn't part of any of their directs. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good Ooh. point. You reading into it. So like yeah. I I'm just I'm just looking at it like we saw Mortal Kombat at like PlayStation State of Play. I don't mm-hmm. remember seeing it at any Xbox things, but they were showing MK1 a lot at a lot of these game showcases. And then I I don't know. Nintendo if- announced when Batman came to their console. Y'all ain't want to talk about the top, probably one of the best fighting games of the year currently. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. I don't know if Nintendo was like, oh, they've seen Mortal Kombat so many times. We want to focus on something else inside of our Nintendo Direct. That's fine. That's cool. But I, I, I do just find it a little bit weird. Like, you didn't have to give it like 14 minutes like you did Super Mario Wonder, but like maybe just a little bit of gameplay of what people should expect on your console when it comes to this game would have went a long way for people who pre-ordered this game on your system. Mm-hmm. And, and that could go into the controversy of why it looked like it did. They probably saw it and was like, nah, we not putting we this We're not going to talk about this. Uh, all I'm a- Exactly. All, all I can say is you can tell when a developer and a publisher are in sync and proud of their product. One of the most recent examples would probably be Final Fantasy 16. They had every trailer. They had every deep dive. Mm-hmm. Every developer was in that team was sitting down on YouTube or whatever their platform of choice was talking about how excited but they I were would, for the game. I would also say this, though. I will wait. We still got a couple months out. I would be surprised to see that when the Hogwarts Legacy Switch port is out, does Nintendo give them a spotlight on a direct? Now, if they don't, then the assumption can be that Nintendo just doesn't do that. But if they do, 
then it's kind of like, okay, so why didn't you guys do that for Mortal Kombat 1? Right. So, I'm interested to see. But while we're talking about Nintendo, we did get another Nintendo Direct um, last week. I think it was on the 14th. Um, Just a quick question. Did anything stand out to you guys at the Direct? I mean, honestly, we've already pretty much talked about everything that they could possibly show us at Nintendo Direct before, so. Eh. Yeah, they touched on a few things that they showed, like a couple Directs back. Like, they did show us what the full game for the Princess Peach Showtime was going to be. I wasn't too impressed with it. My only thing that I wanted to bring up is that they did give peach some different variations for her to like fight and stuff and my only comment to that and i put this on uh twitter was if they let those variations be in the new smash bros they they gonna eat but if i'm for real (laughs) yeah we've been fighting we've been fighting as peach in a dress since doing that little hip doing that little hip right but they brought out Kung Fu Peach. It's Peach with a sword. And it was some other variation of Peach. And I'd be like, you know, you could really sell this if in the next Smash Bros. we can fight with these Peach variations. Yeah. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. We did get information for the Mario K- Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Wave 6 for the booster pack. Um, We got some new characters. Diddy's joining the game. Funky Kong. uh, Pauline. And then Peachette. Um, quick thing on that is that Mario Kart Tour, they're shutting down the servers in October. Part of the booster pack, because I watched a video on this, part of the reason of the booster pack was to move all of the tracks from Tour onto Mario Kart 8. So when they shut down the servers, people still have opportunities to play them. So if you aren't with that information, if you weren't aware before, expect this last Wave 6 to have basically all of the last tracks from tour and then the rest being pulled from GBA, Wii, and 64 GameCube. Um, They are remastering Luigi's Mansion 2. I didn't play Luigi's Mansion 2 on the Wii, so I was going to check it out. But everything else was pretty Nintendo Direct regular. Um... I'm honestly just waiting for us to get to the directs for the Switch 2. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting for the, the Switch 2 related directs. I ain't got nothing for Nintendo at the moment. I'm going to just be honest. Hey, I don't want to sound like a hater. I ain't got nothing for them. I feel you. already said you was a I... Nintendo hater. <laughs> I just don't want to sound like more of... If I keep hating, then, you know, people think it's just me being mean and unrealistic and everything else. So I'm just going to let them, like, you know, hey... I wasn't entertained. Okay. Yeah. It was some, I, I, the stuff that I pointed out, it was some cool stuff, but I would say that nothing groundbreaking for me came out. I think the last time I've ever been like overly excited at a Nintendo Direct was when they announced Strikers. And we just see how that turned out. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm just being real. Like, I'm, ready to move into this next generation of what's going to come out on the Switch 2. I'm ready to see the new Mario Kart. I'm ready to see the new Smash Bros. I'm ready to see everything that they have planned for this new console. 
right now, I think they're just giving us stuff to hold us over. And I'm not saying that the stuff looks bad, but I'm definitely ready to see, you know, what's the next Pokemon going to look like. After after everybody has, you know, felt the aster of Tears of the Kingdom, what's the new Zelda going to look like? You know, I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that. Honestly, wish I was a Zelda fan, but that game just didn't appeal to me. I honestly wish I was a Zelda fan. Yeah. But um, let's move backwards. So, Microsoft. One, if you haven't heard already, Microsoft um did win the acquisition for Activision. So they own it. And then with... Shout out to Monopoly! <laughs> 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 and with that being said, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they say that they're not putting any exclusives or PS5s, or were there certain exclusives that they said are not coming to PS5s? I'ma tell every single Sony fan, I don't care what they said, ain't nothing coming to y'all. <laughs> Scott Starfield didn't. Y'all tried arguing with me. Check our old videos. Y'all tried arguing. Starfield ain't come. Skyrim ain't coming either. It was Skyrim. Fallout. Skyrim com- said, that's the one. They said Skyrim. Elder Scrolls. They said they're not yeah. putting on the PS5. The, the next Fallout ain't coming to P- PlayStation. But ain't no Bethesda came, game going. Activision, y'all might get Call of Duty. And I even was, then, don't hold out hope. I would say this. I would say this. I know when we were first talking about this, we felt like because they were blocked, we felt like Microsoft needed to make a deal with Sony for this to go through. The fact that this went through with no deal made with Sony, it's done. It's done. I don't I agree with Ryan. I don't think y'all getting anything at this point. When did the Series X and PS5 come out? 2020? Yeah. Yeah. Most console generations last about seven years. Sony fans. Save up that four hundred dollars. I, I Save hate that. The, I hate to say it. It's either going to be y'all get one or two, or y'all not get any at all. But the big franchises like Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, the Starfield one that everybody's been praising, as far as like character customization, gameplay, etc. The fact that y'all didn't get that on PS Five, I think it might start to be a trend starfield is a contender for game of the year at this point yeah scott starfield is easily a contender for game of the year at this point next to because did the second tears of the kingdom come out this year yeah tears of kingdom starfield hogwarts legacy i'm calling it they finna be getting all the awards skyrim when it comes out is going to be contender for game of the year call of duty is the most sold first person shooter game the only thing that competes is these is these um arena games like Apex and everything else. I'm sorry, Sony f- fans. I'm sorry if y'all like these games. Y'all need to get an Xbox. I ain't marketing or, for or them. Or get the Game Pass. You better start that PC gaming. They all <laughs> Game Pass is dope. I y'all y'all just gonna have to get you an Xbox. And if you want to save money, pay that twelve dollars a month. Cause y'all ain't getting Call of Duty next Overwatch. I'm sorry, y'all ain't getting it. Y'all ain't getting it. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I think I think it's been really interesting how we've been following this uh, news since, what, 2021? We've been following? Yeah. Or, no, 2022. 2022. We've been following this since yeah. 2022, and it's 
And now that we've made it to the end and like some of the stuff that we were saying, like it's coming, it's coming to light. It's it's about money. Mm-hmm. If you want to understand business, figure out where the money going and how to keep it. And you're going to see folks' intentions. Ralph rubbing his chin like this. What you got to say, Ralph? He he like, dang, well, do I want to ask? Oh, I, want I mean, Xbox. I have no problem with having Xbox. I've had the Xbox 360. I, I didn't even have a PlayStation 3. So I just came to PlayStation at PlayStation 4. So, mm-hmm. hey. I, I have history with Xbox. I'm fine with going back to Xbox. You remember your old account information to sign in so you can get your achievement points back? I don't. I never actually made an account because during that time I did not have internet. Mm. Yeah. So every game I played was pretty much offline. Okay. Ralph said he finna turn it up. I'm I'm you as a friend once you get your Xbox. <laughs> we'll be on there. Ralph said he finna <laughs> turn it up. But the other thing with Microsoft is that um, his name is Phil, right? Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. Yeah. yeah, Uncle Phil. I'm not calling him that. But <laughs> Phil Spencer said that they have shown interest into buying Nintendo for a while and getting some of Nintendo games on the consoles. I just want to play a quick what if game. If Nintendo was like, yeah, Microsoft, we'll give you some games. What Which games do y'all see going on the Xbox? Splatoon. I would tear Animal Crossing. What'd you say, Ralph? Super Mario, uh, Splatoon, Animal Crossing, Super Mario Smash Brothers, Mario, maybe, Kirby, and Pokemon. He did the heavy hitters. You want Nintendo to go broke. You want Nintendo to go broke. I want them to bring back Star Fox Assault. I want yeah. a new iteration with modern graphics that R Wing being able to stand on the air, the aircraft and the landmasters and all that. I want that. I want a 3D Pokemon. I'm talking Pokemon Coliseum and XD Gale of Darkness. I want that. Yeah. I want that. I want all that back. I would I want Smash Bros. too. I'm playing ooh, I'm tearing Smash Bros. up on an Xbox controller. I want it all. I've been saying I want Nintendo to be Ubisoft. I want them to be a full publisher. I just want I want them to become a publisher. That's what I want for Nintendo. Just become a publisher. And someone else need to create a console. Maybe Apple. So there can still be three console manufacturers. We need a third console manufacturer. Make Nintendo a publisher. That's my dream life. That's my dream gaming universe. I think that would be the best bet. If they ever have discussions about putting Mario, Smash Bros, Pokemon, depending on which Pokemon, um, any of the 2D Marios, Mario Kart, if they ever have a conversation, is that switch you, y'all that I I I see it being done for Nintendo if they ever agreed to put Mario, Zelda, Kirby on another console? Do y'all know how good it will look? Yeah. It's gonna look nice, but I'm just saying gonna they're gonna, gonna be they're gonna be done. They're gonna be done. As a console maker, they'll be done. They would be done. Yeah. If any of those, I was more so thinking like some of their other major IPs, but they're not front facing like Mario, Pokemon, Zelda. I think Bayonetta would be cool. Fire Emblem. Ryan already mentioned Star Fox. Metroid. Metroid would look good on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But 
any, if they touch any of the Mario Kart, Smash Bros, Pokemon, Zelda, Kirby, if they pour any of those over to Xbox, they're done. The Xenoblade fans, put that on Xbox. Yeah. So, like... Mm. Nintendo should become a publisher, in my opinion. Yeah. I love, I miss motion controls, but they kind of got away from it anyway with the Switch. I ain't really seen too many games taking full advantage of motion controls. If they, if Nintendo became a publisher, Xbox bring back their Kinect, Sony bring back their PlayStation Show, that little camera they used to have with the PS3 or PS4. If they want to do motion controls, I think it'll be dope. I think it'll be so dope. I would love it. I would love it if Nintendo became a strictly publisher, don't care about consoles, make a fire game with great graphics, great fir- great great frame rates. Oh Lord Jesus Christ. I It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I don't know if that would ever happen. I don't want it to happen also because I want competition. I don't want it to be just Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. It needs to be yeah. a third. It got to at least be a third. I I don't think it would happen, but it would be, it'd be interesting if any if if they talked about porting over any games, it would be interesting to see what they choose in the lineup. Now, just uh, go ahead and so we can start wrapping this up. We got the PlayStation State of Play, and then the first day of the Tokyo Game Show. Is there anything from those two showcases that stood out to you guys? Avatar didn't Dragon look too Dolphin bad. Too. Avatar didn't look too bad. Avatar, Avatar looked pretty Avatar good. Avatar what? Pandora. Uh, Avatar they show um, some Pandora. of the gameplay. Yeah, they show some of the gameplay at the PlayStation State of Play. I missed it. Dang, I need to. Yeah, I need to go. I need to see the State of Play. I missed the State of Play. Okay, it, it looked pretty good. Okay, it it looked pretty good in the previous trailers too. It, what did they show this time? They show like game, like fighting and all of that or something. Yeah, uh, and yeah. they gave a little bit more into the story. It looked good. It's, I don't think I'll pay 70 for it, but it look good. Yeah. <laughs> Not you shaking. You shook your head. I, real I'm, the only thing, but, y'all already know what I'm waiting for. Spider-Man 2. I feel you. Yeah. Y'all need to look at that Dragon's Dogma 2 gameplay. I Oh, Dragon's Dogma 2 looks so freaking beautiful, bro. And the gameplay of them fighting griffins and all of that, like the extended gameplays are dropping on YouTube now. Ooh, Dragon's Dogma 2 look good. Ooh, it's... It look good. It look good. I love Dragon's Dogma. It's up there. Top five. Easily. What about you, Ralph? Other than Avatar, did anything else catch your eye? Ghost Runner 2 actually looked pretty good. Um, it's, it is a sequel to Ghost Runner. It is pretty much your puzzle-ish, but it's like a speed run kind of game. You have multiple ways to pretty much, you know, clear areas mm-hmm. as you go, so it's, it gets very creative. Like, it's not just one way you can continue playing the game, and then it's like, oh, I'm done. So, I, it, looks, it looks solid. The graphics look good. The first Ghost Runner was nice. It had a good story, so I'm curious to see if they're going to continue the same robot story that they used from Ghost Runner in this. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much Shout it. out to Ghost Runner. Yeah, it looked it looked pretty interesting. Um But that's that's pretty much all I had. I'll respond to you though, food. 
I'm sick of seeing Spider-Man 2 gameplay. I I'm, just not. Play now. I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm, I'm sick of seeing gameplay. I want it in my hand. I just, I want to play it. I, 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 wanna, I don't want to see no I more. I want to play it too, but like, I for this one, they they gave a little more insight into how big the map is going to be. Um, more of the way that you can identify missions, uh, side missions. The They really... Um, zoned in on the transition between the two spider people they also stated that certain missions can only be done by certain spider-man like some some of them that can be done by both like they don't like some of the uh side missions could be like hey we just need somebody to come help us with something or based on where it is like they focused in on visions academy that we've seen from Into the Spider-Verse is going to be one of the locations in the game. So if a student from that needed help with something, they would specifically call Miles or somebody might specifically call Peter. But I think they are really honing into the whole fact of there being two Spider-Man and how they're going to navigate this map, the story mode, and all of the features. I think it's going to be pretty dope. Then they say there's some moments where you could like see the other Spider Man like in the world and they might even like help you out or something. I didn't see that in the Did I see did I see that on Twitter? Okay. But if so, that's that's dope too. That's dope. Them suits gonna be fire though. Them suits. Man. Top tier. It's a good year. It's a good year. Absolutely. This this was a this was honestly a beautiful year for gaming. It was this was a good. This was a good year. This was yeah. a good year. It was. I think Ralph said this on the last episode, but this is basically, um, you know, all of the pushbacks are done. Everything that was happening with COVID, everybody's getting their stuff together, and they're putting it down. We we got a blockbuster like Final Fantasy. We got Starfield. We got Hogwarts. We getting Spider Man two. And we got something else. There was something else. I, I said it earlier. I can't even remember it. We, we got some good games this year. We got year. some good stuff coming. But let's go ahead and shut this down. Um, Once again, Ryan and Ralph, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Blurred Mob Podcast. Definitely shout out to our two-year anniversary. Um, And there's, thank you for all of the support. Um, For everybody who's been watching, listening, interacting with us on social media um people who you know step into the live streams and you know share their opinions and chop it up with us like it's much appreciated and just know that we have some content and more things on the way so you know just stick with us we ain't done yet but like always whether this is your first time or your 50th time listening thank you so i'm gonna slide it over to ralph so he can lead us out all right make sure you guys check out our donation link uh it goes towards our equipment software keeping lights on make sure you guys have content that comes back give us good feedback please we always love it we love any kind of feedback as normal also check out our affiliate links from right stuff anime entertainment earth make sure you get some manga funko pops movies and etc also check out our socials facebook and tiktok as at the blurred mob podcast instagram threads and twitch at the blurred mob pod and also check us out on x at the blurred mob and with that being said we out peace hands up if you love him where you at stand 10 toes down shot ain't no looking at you can let them haters hate when they answer where i'm smiling i just tell them life's great